The following podcast is a Dear Media production. She's a lifestyle blogger extraordinaire. Fantastic. And he's a serial entrepreneur. A very smart cookie. And now Lauren Everts and Michael Bostick are bringing you along for the ride. Get ready for some major realness. Welcome to the Skinny Confidential, him and her. Aha. Don't be afraid of failing. I'll never make that mistake again twice. And I think back then I thought I knew everything. And now I don't want to know everything. I like surrounding myself with people who are smarter than me and I can learn from every single day. But if I didn't have those moments and those experiences, again, it's all confidence building. You know, every every month I feel better about myself. I'm smarter. I feel like I learn more. Happy Friday. Welcome back to the Skinny Confidential, him and her show. If you're new, thank you so much for joining us. That clip was from our guest of the show today, Rachel Katzman. She is the CEO and founder of Cuve Beauty. On this episode, we discuss what it takes to build a business from the ground up, morning routines, and how to take an idea and turn it into a real business. For those of you who are new to the show, I'm Lauren Everett Bostic, the creator of the Skinny Confidential. And sitting across is myself, me, me alone, alone on the side of the table. Your olive moment's looking good today. Olive, it's my color, Lauren tells me, so I'll be buying a couple more olive shirts. You, you literally bought an olive onesie. My name is Michael Bostic. I am a serial entrepreneur and brand builder, most recently the CEO of Dear Media, a podcast network focused on female content and voices, currently representing, I believe, 27 amazing shows. You are also a cook. I'm a cook. This weekend, <laughs> I cooked up an old Bostic family recipe, stew, beef stew. Stone soup. Beef stew, Lauren, and uh, it was amazing. I actually had it two days in a row. Uh, <laughs> I'm so glad that the audience can hear about this because I've had to hear the word stew like 800 times. I like you're, You want to name like our second born stew. Well, listen, every, you always make fun of me, but every time you post me cooking the stew... I get a bunch of messages from your readers no. and saying, hey, how do you make that stew? I don't buy it. Don't do and that, I you said, guys. listen, guys, it's an old family recipe. You know, uh, if you tell anyone, you're going to have to, you're going to be killed. What is in the stew, though? No, it's really simple stew, okay? <laughs> um, beef, carrots, potato, onion. Okay. A little salt, a little pepper for tasting. You can put, if you want to, you can put peas and carrots. And, oh, no, I already said carrots. You can put peas and garlic. Corn. I, don't, I don't put that. A little bit of garlic. You have to brown the meat first. Don't forget that. A little bit of olive oil in the beginning. Okay, but here's the problem that you made. You cooked this stew, but you didn't get the fixtures, honey. So I the was... The fixtures? You mean the fixings? Or they call the fixtures? <laughs> the fixings. I threw a doorknob in there and <laughs> a lamp. Yeah, he didn't get any uh, fixings. So... The next day, I ran out to Gelson's, and I got cilantro and chives and scallions and a little Mexican mixed cheese, some lemon, um, onions, and then I chopped it all up and put it on a plate. And admit that made it 10 times better. It did make it better. And Thank you know what? You. I, it's, it pains me to admit this, but I oversalted it, so I'm sorry. You did oversalt it. And you know what? You should have used pink Himalayan salt. I told you that. You were using kosher salt. No, I used sea salt. Anyways, Big mistake. I make it about once a year. I was a little bit rusty. Crock-Pot might have been. I think the Crock-Pot screwed it up. You, I don't think it was you me. It about once a lifetime, so this is this this is cold. It's this cold LA weather, man. I needed a a, a literally 75 degrees, but that's okay. So we had stone soup this weekend. Um, It wasn't stone soup, and that's a children's (laughs) book, but Jesus Christ, that's all Michael talked about all weekend. And we also went to the farmers market. And if you are in LA and you have not gone to the West Hollywood farmers market, what are you doing with your life? I think it is. I mean, I just moved here one second ago, but I think it is like insane. Well, guess what? You're not going anymore. You know why? Because 
I was all excited about the farmer's market. Say, let's walk down to the farmer's market. Let's have a nice romantic morning, nice and relaxing. Maybe get a chocolate croissant. Smoking Joe's chilies there. I love smoking Joe. I didn't get to get it this time. Get the Fritos with it. Yep, smoking Joe. If you see him, smoking Joe. If you're listening to the show, I highly doubt it. But if you are, love your love your chili, vegetables, flowers, fruit. They have everything, right? Um, but the problem is, Lauren, and why you're not going anymore is because you overdid it. Like you I do always do. I always do. Tell everyone how I overdo everything. Lauren will take a lovely situation. Like yeah. You do the same thing. Remember we used to go to Sugarfish all the time? Always overdo it. You're not going to Sugarfish anymore. Not because anything's wrong with it, but because you overdid it. No, now, no, 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 no. I have my places, Michael. No, we're done there now. And know what, you, know what else you did? You started doing takeouts, Sugarfish, and that's not the same. But anyway, so Lauren um, said we're going to have this nice, beautiful, relaxing experience. I was like that meme that says, you know, that one that is holding 50 bags of groceries and says you'll get it in one trip. I had to walk miles back to our place with all of these grocery bags because Lauren overdid it and she couldn't just get one or two options. She had to get a week's supply of groceries at the farmer's You're not supposed to do that. No, I'm from now on, I'm 100% every single Sunday. I'm getting a week's supply of groceries. I'll tell you why. First of all, everything's fresh, organic. You know where it came from. There's so many standout gems, which we'll discuss. And thirdly, Weston, one of my best friends, just bought Michael and I one of those carts for the farmer's market. So now you don't have to carry the bags. You can just use the cart. And Weston said he was going to spray paint mine pink glitter. Good. Weston can carry all the shit and spray paint the carts. Okay. I'm done. I'm done. It's over, guys. No more farmer's market. All right. Shut so down. if you're going to the farmer's market, here's what you need to get. You got to go to the hummus stand. You got to get the artichoke salad. If you want to know what I get at the farmer's market and exactly what I like, because you know I'm very specific, go to TSC Body a highlight on my Instagram page or wellness. I like broke everything down for you. Speaking of stews and cold weather, Lauren and I are getting ready to do something that I didn't think we would ever do together. We are getting ready to go to Lapland, Finland with the Four Sigmatic team. And for those of you that have listened to this show, Taro, the founder of Four Sigmatic, is has graciously invited us to go on the trip with him. And Lauren, I have lied to you because I've been so excited about doing this. He hasn't revealed all of the itinerary, but I know we will be staying in a very special place, igloos, which, um, hint, hint, we're going to be in igloos. But Lauren, one thing I have not told you, which I feel like you're going to be a little bit stressed about, is that there is no sunlight right now in Finland, which I thought you'd like. But then I started thinking after after Europe that you're going to get depressed uh, with the dark. And also, it is going to be below zero. Okay, well, I do get depressed in dark weather. This is not a joke. I'm being dead serious. I actually think I have seasonal depression. We went to London and there was not enough light for me. And I was, I'm very self-aware with that. I actually just bought a happy light. I'm not joking. It's this light that helps your eyes. I don't know exactly what it does, but it basically gives you vitamin D, I think. Basically, with Might your explanation, you've explained nothing, and okay, I on. also do not know. Hold on. But I will say this, Lauren. I, after taking you skiing a couple times, I've realized, and Brad, I'm sorry, that this is going to break your heart, Brad. Lauren is not as sporty as she has said she I never said I was sporty. You put it out there you that did not you were marry some someone. athlete. No, no, no. No, clearly. You would not be Sporty Spice if you were a Spice No, girl. I would 100% not be Sporty Spice. I'm 100%. Complaining Spice. No, I'm not Complaining Spice. I'm Posh Spice. Tired spice. Tired spice. So anyways, I'm a little bit nervous because this weekend I have to take you to get extreme cold weather clothes, gloves, beanies, hats. I, I got you a, a forehead lamp light that you wear on your head so that you can see in the dark. But I'm a little nervous now because I did not think this one through and I did not anticipate what it's going to be like with you in the extreme cold. How do I do in cold weather in the dark, Michael? 
Not well, not well. Not well. Okay, so here's the happy light. This is what it does. It is supposed to improve your sleep, mood, focus, and energy. And what it does is it emulates daylight. And that's exactly what I needed because in London, I did feel very depressed. I'm not joking around. I did not feel good. I, I didn't feel 100%. And the second that my eyes hit, and this is weird, a Himalayan salt lamp, I felt 100% better. So what I did is I actually went on Amazon and found an, um, a Himalayan salt nightlight. Do you think you could be one of those people where if I like pretended I found it from a like a significant source and said, hey, no, like, Michael, the extreme dark and cold is good for you, you'd be like, you'd be happy about it? Okay, anyone who's out there listening right now that actually has seasonal depression, please, please message me or comment on my latest Instagram so you can commiserate with me because it is a real thing. The second my eyes hit that lamp, I'm telling you, I felt 100% better. So, okay, that's fine. So use the lamp, bring the lamp. You're, I will. But there's going to make be... you lug it across. Okay, that's fine. Um, so anyways, I'm just going to run it down with you real quick. I don't know if I've gone over this with you, but we will be riding snowmobiles in the sub-zero weather. We will be foraging for mushrooms. We'll be meeting reindeers. We will be doing whatever they do over there in Finland. We'll be looking for the Northern Lights. So Lauren, I hope you enjoy the trip. And I'm hoping that I did not really miscalculate here, though I fear that I did, bringing you into dark, extremely cold weather. But it's time for you to put your sporty hat on and, you know, get after it. Okay, Michael. Can't wait. I actually can't wait. I'm really excited to see Finland, but I just need my happy light. I'm excited too. And hopefully you can um, keep up with me on the snowmobiles. New year, new boobs. Yeah, that's right. I have new boobs, guys. So... I needed to buy all new sports bras. I feel like after I got a boob job, like I needed a lot of support and I didn't want to spend a ton of money. I wanted something that was affordable. So enter Fabletics. I have discussed this with you guys a lot, but right now I just want to talk about their sports bras because I have to shout it out and say they're some of the best sports bras I've ever worn. They're also incredibly flattering. Like the cut is just right and it really holds everything up. I'm sure you've already heard of Fabletics, but if you're wondering what it is, it was born in 2013 and it's actually co-founded by Kate Hudson. No big deal. The founding team noticed that there was white space in the activewear market. It was really, really hard to find trendy, chic gym wear that was affordable. Everything was so expensive. So Fabletics came to the rescue. And I can tell you guys, just like by their sports bras, I wear them with their black leggings with like a huge band. They fit really, really well. I'm a huge fan of just working out at home. So what I do is I wake up and I'll throw on one of their sports bras. I'm really having a moment with this hot pink one. It's very, very skinny, confidential-esque. It's like a V-neck and then I'll put on, um, you know, a tight black legging to really hold me in and I'll get my workout done and then I can just run around the house looking all cute for Michael. You know what I mean? So I would recommend if you're going to shop on Fabletics, definitely take the quiz, but make sure you really check out their sports bra section because it's very, very, very cute. If you're a babe on a budget or you're in college or maybe even high school, this is the site for you. I'm telling you, you can get two leggings for $24, which is half the price of regular retailers. Sometimes workout clothes can be so expensive, but with Fabletics, it's inexpensive and they're also so cute. Fabletics is kindly offering all TSC, him and her listeners, an insane deal that you guys do not want to miss. So you get two leggings, like I said, for $24. That's a $99 value when you sign up for a VIP. Just go to fabletics.com skinny and you can take advantage of the deal immediately. That's fabletics.com skinny and you get two leggings for $24. Guys, that's $12 per legging. Make sure you get the black one with the big band. Rachel Katzman, who's also married to Steven Pastorino of Pavolve, doesn't just drink champagne, guys. She also was wearing it in her hair. 
mirror. So she was in Vegas. She tells the story on this podcast and she was sprayed with champagne and she realized that it did something to her hair that other products were not doing. So she is now the founder of Cuvée Beauty. It's a hair care line that bottles bubbly for hairspray, shampoo, and conditioner. And it's kind of amazing. She also happens to be a tastemaker who lives and breathes all things beauty, fitness, wellness, and fashion. She was from the Midwest, and now she lives in New York. With that, let's welcome badass boss Rachel to the Skinny Confidential, him and her show. This is the Skinny Confidential, him and her. So I just got my hair done by Cuvée Beauty with Chris Dillon. And today we have the creator, Rachel, of the product, and we're going to get into it. But before we get into it, I want to hear about how you created this line, because I heard a rumor that it was because you got a champagne shower at Tao in Las Vegas when you were 21. True. It was not a Tao, but I was in Vegas for my 21st birthday, and Cuvée was born out of a pop of a cork, and I found my hair drenched in champagne, and I looked in the mirror, and I was like... Oh my God, my hair looks phenomenal. What product did I use? Hold on. What did your hair look like when you looked in the mirror? Like I need like- Your hair. uh, My hair. Wavy, tousled, shiny, soft. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, what products did I use in my hair? And then a light bulb went off in my head. And I was like, oh my God, it was from that champagne. And then it was the time- where all the salt sprays and the beach sprays were out. And I was like, I need to bottle up this magic and make a champagne spray. So you went home to New York. I went home and I bought champagne. I put it in a squirt bottle, styled my hair, my mom's hair, my friend's hair, and I kept landing on that same result. So I really got intrigued of what is in champagne that's giving me that softness, that shine, that texture. And it really, as I started researching, you know, champagne, it's made of grape extracts and sugar and yeast. So it wasn't the sugar, it's not the yeast. So it's it's those grapeseed extracts. So then I started Googling and what, you know, what does grapeseed extracts do for the skin and for the hair? And it really is an amazing, you know, conditioning extract, has antioxidants, promotes softness, promotes shine. And even though it started with champagne, I knew it couldn't end there with the ingredients. So then I kind of started going into a whole nother world and thinking hair care especially is so oversaturated. There's 15 shampoos in a line. There's 10 mousses. There's eight hairsprays. in. Michael knows all about it. Trust me. And I don't know what to do with those. I hate washing my hair. I hate it. I have 10 minutes to do my hair in the morning, but I still want it to look fab. And why is it so complicated to get great hair? And I really kind of just wanted to simplify everything. And also, you know, why should someone want to buy this? There has to be a really strong end result. I've been dyeing my hair since the fourth grade and thinking I could be blonde one day and brown one day and put extensions in my hair and do whatever I wanted because it's just hair. It's supposed to keep growing back until one day it doesn't want to do that anymore. And we all pay so much love and attention to what we're putting on our skin. So it got my mind thinking of, okay, well, if I shaved my head my scalp is a part of my face. And no one ever wants to talk about the word scalp because it's vile and it's gross and you think of head and shoulders and like, don't go there. But that's where healthy hair starts. It starts from that scalp foundation. So why aren't we putting more skincare ingredients into our hair care products? So then I started thinking, okay, we got the grapeseed extract. So was there another, you know, alcohol? What about resveratrol? Okay, super anti-inflammatory. I love that one. And then what about ceramides? And what about pea proteins and white truffle? And I found, you know, I was 21. 
I knew not how to make a beauty product. I only knew how to buy one. And I just started researching chemists and labs and found a great chemist to work with me and gave him my wish list. And nope, that's impossible. We cannot put these into a beauty product. And I said, figure it out because this beauty product has to be the best product on the market. I've never found a hair product that could truly condition my hair. And I think, you know, I wore extensions for four years and it started as fun and they got addicting and I had 26 inch long extensions down to my butt and my hairstylist never told me they were going to rip my own hair out. And when I took those out, my hair was up, you know, above my shoulders, so fine and short and brittle. And that confidence that got taken away from me when all my hair ripped out was so horrible. It's brutal. It's horrible. It's, I had tapins once and it, I remember I had to cut a chunk of my hair out. It's so bad. And I hate, you know, you always hear too, oh, to make your hair healthy again, stop coloring your hair. Stop using heated tools. Don't wash it. But why? That's bullshit. We're girls. Hair's so fun. It's so emotional. I like to dye my hair different colors. I want to be able to do fun styles. Why do I have to give that up if I want healthy hair? So I really wanted to make sure that this product was going to, you know, transform your hair from the inside out, provide that healthy scalp foundation, and just let you have fun with your hair, but always knowing that if you're using Cuvée, all the products have clean, good-for-you ingredients and really will make a difference. So when you first go back to New York, mm -hmm. what kind of champagne are you putting in a bottle, first of all? Like, are we talking, like, Dom Perignon, or are we going for Andre? I bought all kinds because I just, you know, we did all different kinds, high, low, and still all ending on that same result. And even if you Google, when I started Googling, have you heard of, like, wash your hair with beer? as an old wives totally tale. same thing totally and all these old hollywood actresses would have come out and said oh i've given my hair champagne baths to bring out softness and shine so i was like okay maybe i'm not crazy maybe there is something here and it's so funny because when i tell this story to people one out of every five says oh my god that's happened to me my hair looked amazing after too shit i'm gonna go wash my hair yeah. with vuv after this so, Lord, i'm gonna go home and just spray you in the face with some champagne yeah, there you go. if everyone doesn't know just so we can make sure this is known michael loves his hair i actually think he would give up his firstborn for his hair no 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 it's not that i love my hair so much it's just i have a weird small head and i'd look like a freak with uh, without hair but hair is super important to guys it's important to us women and i it's it's our thing and i have a six and seven eighths head size right like when we wear hats like i had to like special order those things i couldn't look like all the other guys wearing cool hats like i had to get this thing going but you have because... great hair well thank you oh my god that's his favorite compliment all right let's wrap up this <laughs> our producer taylor has a sleek bun that he wears every day and i feel Ooh. like he might benefit from the champagne spray so taylor you'll have to try that it's the line is unisex my husband uses it men like it and you know also there was that element of really making sure the product worked. And then, I, you know, I'm a consumer. I'm not the hairstylist. I don't come from the salon world like most hair brands do. And I've always felt that most hair products are made for professionals. Hence, that's where they come from. We get our hair blown out and, oh, I love it. I'm buying every product. And then you go home and I'm like, what the hell do I do with these? I'm trying to use the mousse. My hair's greasy. I got to shower again, but I got to get out the door. I don't have time for eight mousses for a ponytail or this and that and it was too complicated so I really just wanted to simplify it so in our line we have one shampoo one conditioner and kind of cut through that marketing crap and really just make products multi-use use it on wet hair use it on dry hair all the textures are lightweight non-sticky non-greasy so we can feel comfortable using them at home 
So, so how did you have the foresight at 21 years old to go to a chemist and actually like walk us through You're 21. Yeah. You go to the chemist, you say, no, make this. How long did it take to come to actually be a product? And what were the steps and maybe struggles or hardships that it oh, took lot, to make yeah. it come to life? So I would say it took about two and a half years till I physically had a product in my hand that I could use. And I come from a family of entrepreneurs and I've seen, you know, my dad start companies, my older brother start companies. So I think without realizing it from a young age, just that's been talk around the dinner table. But I always hated school. I went to college for one day, faked going for six months until I got caught. I've just... Hold on. You faked going to college? Tell I us did. This. I want to know how to fake going to college because I feel like I'm going to like tell my daughter how to fake going to college. Is that bad? <laughs> no. I, I'm from Michigan. I knew I wanted to leave. I went to school in New York and I went one day and I was like, oh my God, I, I can't go to school. I hate school. And I would set my alarm every morning, text my mom and like, oh, going to class, this sucks, literally. And then I got caught after six months. But I just... I think I always had that passion and drive in me, but I never knew where to apply it. And I always knew I wanted to do something, but what was that something? And I'd get an internship or get a job in New York. I thought I wanted to be more in fashion, but nothing ever really stuck with me until this happened. And I just found that fire and that drive. And I knew, you know, it was going to be a lot of hard work. And Thankfully, you know, a lot of um, factories are surrounding New York and New Jersey. So I just started calling. And for me at that time, it was finding someone small because talking to the bigger guys, they don't care about me. I mean, they're making products for L'Oreal and this person and they'll take a month to call you back and never respond to an email. So it was knowing kind of the size that I needed and more of like a family run factory that would really listen to me and work with me. But I still... I was committed, but I don't think I had that confidence yet. I was young. Whenever I would talk to older people, I just felt so insecure that, and, oh, my God, why are they going to want to help me? She didn't go to school. Is she really serious about this? And I think you just got to start and, you know, keep going every step. And then I think I also didn't feel good within myself. I moved to New York. I gained weight. I didn't like the way I looked. And then I started working out. I kind of started getting that inner confidence within me and then I really I think the pivotal point for Cuvée was after working out for a long time getting healthier eating right getting in more of a healthier mindset I've just you know looked in the mirror one day and I was like fuck you know what I'm young this is amazing these first couple testers I have look the way it's transforming my hair my family's hair like this shit works and I I don't care that I'm the youngest person and I didn't go to school I believe in it. I'm passionate. I'm ready to work my ass off and let's just start. Let's well, just here's start the thing. doing it. When you're young is, in my opinion, it's the time when you're supposed to take those chances yeah. and push it, right? Like your responsibilities, I don't want to say you don't have any, but they're limited. And a lot of people, they, they have it flipped where they think, okay, I'm young. I have to wait until I get to a certain point to take those chances. But by the time you get there, you actually have real responsibilities. Yep. You may not be able to take those chances. So I think it's better to do it when you're young. And even if you fuck it up, it's like, okay, well, you're and still you, young. And you learn so much. Like yeah. I've made so many mistakes. And even my older brother, he started his first idea startup when he was 19 out of my mom's basement him and his best friend and then that failed and it was like kind of like um a paypal idea and then the next idea was like a pinterest idea now the third idea they landed on was a home run and it's called smile direct club it's in the orthodontist field i've worked with them i love them oh amazing so you never know what 
taking one step is going to lead you to and having one conversation with one person is going to lead you to and it could be in a totally different industry and be something you never even thought but if you don't open that door and just start walking you never know what really can happen well, all those little micro failures enable you to go and do something like Smile Direct, right? You can't, you can't just, you can't do that kind of stuff until you get that experience. And it, what's funny is, I think you know, I was working on Cuvée for probably about a year before we started um, Pevolve, started working on Pevolve. And I think if I didn't have that year of you know different hardships and failures and really fucking up, and I think too, a lot of people let me fail a few times because I needed that. I think you learn so much from your failures. Like for example, I had my formulas done before I started on packaging. Big mistake because when I got the packaging I liked, the formula was too thick and it wouldn't come out. And then I had to wait another six months to try to look for another pump and all, but nope, I'm not waiting because I know and we, we got to do everything now. And I think you don't be afraid of failing. I'll never make that mistake again twice. And I think back then I thought I knew everything. And now I don't want to know everything. I like surrounding myself with people who are smarter than me and I can learn from every single day. But if I didn't have those moments and those experiences, again, it's all confidence building. You know, every every month I feel better about myself. I'm smarter. I feel like I learned more. I don't think I would have had the balls to look at P and say, Nope, let, we're opening up a gym. We can make this crazy ball and, and we're going to do it. And just for anyone that doesn't have context, so Rachel <laughs> is married to Steven of Pevolve, who's been on this podcast. Michael, you'll have to tell us what the episode is. Maybe you can check I'll, your I'll, phone. I'll put it in the intro. And I have <laughs> okay. to, Steven, I have to call you. My back is hurting because you told me to stop wearing boots and I didn't. And he's wearing them. And I'm wearing them. He's my back. wearing boots. And this is my, my thing with him is that he complains about the same problem, but he continues to wear the boots. And you're, Steven said, don't sit with a wallet in your back pocket. Listen, I'm a rebel. I'm okay, a rebel well by then, nature. Okay, that, you, you boots be a and rebel. A boots in a wallet. I'm not, I'm not letting it go. We don't want to hear complaints then. It's one or the other. But so, so when did Steven come into the picture? How did you guys meet? Like, how is he involved? How do you guys work together? Accountability. I feel like that should be everyone's New Year's resolution. If you have one. I mean, accountability is a really important thing. And we are so excited that we recently partnered with Noom. So we all know that sticking to a weight loss plan is incredibly hard. It's so hard, especially when you don't know how to handle the thoughts and the obstacles that hold you back. I mean, there's a lot that goes into losing weight, I feel like. A lot of people who end up losing weight gain it back, and that's because most weight loss plans just tell you what to do while you're on the plan, but they don't give you the tools of what to do afterwards. They don't give you that longevity that continues to hold you accountable, which is why all of us struggle so much. You have this goal, this fitness goal, you hit it, and then you stay on it for a while, and then lo and behold, over time, some of those bad habits resurface. You're not held accountable. You don't have something to help you track what you're doing. And all of a sudden, all of that hard work and all of the results start to diminish and you get discouraged. So we have the answer. Um, and Lauren and I have been vetting this partner for a long time. And that answer is Noom. Basically, what Noom is, is it helps you build healthier habits to lose weight. So you get a virtual coach, which is really, really fun. So what I did to try it out is I went to the site and you take this quiz. It asks you what you want to weigh. It asks you what you do weigh. It asks you how tall you are, really specifics, how many meals you eat, all these different questions. Questions, so you can sort of really hone in on those healthy habits and learn how to maintain them. So specifically, what's fun is they have a food tracking situation. So you can track your meal habits, you can visualize portion sizes, 
because portion sizes are major, guys. I think that's so important when it comes to losing weight. I think what this app does that's really unique is that it educates you so you have the power and tools to make healthier decisions. Noom isn't some diet. It's not telling you that you can't have certain foods. It basically just teaches you all about moderation. Moderation, we all know, is key, and I think it's such a key component when it comes to losing weight. So when you go a little overboard, you're not going to feel guilty with this app. It's not going to shame you. It's just tips and tricks to get on track for tomorrow. I mean, especially after the holiday season and vacation, I could lose like five pounds. You know what I mean? I feel like uh, there's a lot of people in the same boat. I know Michael's a little fluffy right now, too. Like I said, Noom is designed for results. Meet your resolution by signing up for your trial today at Noom. That's N-O-O-M dot com slash skinny. Again, what do you guys have to lose? Visit Noom.com slash skinny to start your trial today. So me and him met. I was working out with him. He was my trainer. I had a... Well, that's scandalous. That's scandalous. <laughs> Let's get hey, into this. hey. <laughs> I had a really big crush on him, and he was very closed off at work, and I think I tried everything. We worked out for maybe five days a week for seven months straight and nothing, and I just had a very big crush on him. And I think he brought out the best in me. You know, I never saw him outside the gym. We would never text unless it was like, hey, what's what's the schedule this week? But I just felt comfortable around him. He just... I think, you know, made me feel like myself. And every time I would tell him about Cuvée and, oh, I'm I'm working on logos and branding. I'm trying to get my website up. And, oh, that's so cool. He's just so positive. And I loved being around that. And my friends were like, you got to get him out of the city. Nothing's going to happen in New York. That's work. He's just so shut off. And my mom had a place in the Hamptons for the summer. And I was like, you have to come out. And that was it. We've been inseparable ever since then and cutest couple yeah like he's most amazing adorable. and so he's definitely involved in cuvee i run pvolve as well and how do you guys not fight because me and michael do. fight every we second do. oh my god we do what working together is not a joke like actually being real if you have like this amazing experience i would love to hear it because i think working together is it's it's rewarding it is yeah but man is it challenging it's challenging so i think okay let, let's do pros and then maybe cons. So I think pros are you have someone you really trust. I know when I ask him his advice or his opinion, it's no bullshit. He's not going to tell me what I want to hear. It's going to be open and honest. I know I can go to him with anything. I think, you know, we are very different. He, I'm more aggressive. I'm more on the business side of things. He's more on the creative side of things. So sometimes I'm like, you got to go. I need it now. And he's like, doesn't work that way. And I get frustrated with that. Oh, you and Michael <laughs> should hang out. <laughs> you know, he, he told me that. He's like, you and Michael are really similar. And me and Lauren are really similar. But it's just balance. I think for me, what I have to work on is not, if I get upset about something at work with him, not letting that drag back home. And that's where I sometimes have a little bit of a problem, but it's all fun. You know, I think also both of our companies, they're babies and we get to also go through this kind of building these two companies together. You know, he's not, we didn't start dating when I've already had Cuvée for five or six years and I didn't meet him, you know, when he had his career for X amount of years. So I think it's exciting to kind of go through those challenges and you know but what about at 11 o'clock at night when you're trying to wind down and he asks you a question maybe it's the other way around with her maybe yeah maybe it's the other way around it's the other way yeah. i think like for him sometimes he's like okay please like no more talking about butt lifts like i'm done i don't want to talk about how to pump your ass and i'm like okay fine oh wait but i just thought of like the sickest move ever like i just i get so excited about it that i can't for me it's harder like he 
he likes to come home and like turn it off and I don't know how. Yeah, I always tell people I'm like a barracuda. Once I get going, I, I just I got to go. I don't, you know. Chris was messaging me earlier, and he's like, "Where the sun's up and I'm going, I'm going." I don't know. I don't know how to like slow but, it down. But I get excited to wake up. Yeah. Like for me, it's actually so funny because when I talk about business now, like my mom just starts sobbing. She literally starts crying, and she's like, "Where, where did you come from? Like, how did you turn into this?" And I think, you know. I used to want to sleep in till 10 o'clock and be lazy. And now I'm like so excited to get up probably four or five in the morning and just start tackling shit. And it's not four all good. Four or five in the morning? I'm because on like a you know really what? You're excited by the right now. being productive. Yes. That's because I, I was the same way. I was telling Lauren, like I could, we used to be able to sleep till like noon, I 10, can't. 11. I, there's that no was way. Like, that was like when we first started dating. Sometimes we would sleep until noon. This is like 10 years ago. Same. Me no and way. him, me and P. Yeah. There's no way I could do it anymore. I don't mm-hmm. think I could sleep till noon no. either. And I don't want to. Sounds nice though. Kind of. <laughs> I couldn't do it. Yeah. I like sleeping. It's nice, but, Wait, 4 but I don't like, look forward to it. I'm on this like weird, and I think, you know, the other side of starting, you know, a company and running it, I think in today's world with Instagram and all these different things, it can be a little glamorous and glamorized. And yes, it's all, it's fun and it's, it's amazing and it's rewarding, but there is the whole other flip side of, you know, there's days where I cry every night because I'm so stressed out or how am I going to get up and do this? And oh my God, how am I going to do everything this whole week? And there's so much going on. I mean, we just relaunched with Cuvée, our website and packaging and branding. And finally, you know, I I started off slow and really wanted to invest more of my time and money into the formulas. So I went with stock bottles. I didn't do that much with the whole overall branding. And then once I felt that the brand and the formulas were at a good place and I was comfortable, we invested in clinicals, we invested in consumer panels, and I'm, you know, okay, these products really fucking work. Now it's time to go and kind of build that fancier house over it. So custom packaging, amazing website that just launched. I mean, that whole week I was waking up every morning at three, four in the morning in a pool of sweat. Hold on. What time are you going to bed when you wake up at four in the morning? Probably like 12. You're going to bed. So oh, yeah. you're sleeping for three hours. Yeah. Okay. If I slept for three hours, let me tell you what would happen. My husband would be dead. <laughs> I would just kill him. I would I mean, fucking move I, out. No, he yeah, would move out. I would be a, a devil. I would eat everything. If I don't get enough sleep, I'm like shoving in my mouth. I would be so grumpy and my skin would be broken out. So what's the secret to sleeping for three hours and looking fab? Because I don't understand that. I can't, I can't like, I don't, my body just needs eight hours of sleep. I know. I've, I'm, I've been, this has probably been going on for the past two months because I think there's just been so much going on with both companies. I mean, Pevolve is growing at a rapid pace. I mean, every week there's four new people starting. There's 80 million things going on. We had the whole rebrand for Cuvée. We launched two new products. So I think I just was so stressed and anxious. I couldn't shut my mind but off. But how long do you, how long do you think you can sustain that? Not long. I'm probably... Yeah on the tail end. I mean, I can get one good night of sleep and I'm like, okay, for a few days, but it's going in waves. So I need to kind of figure it out right now because I know I can be better than where I am right now. Um, but 
but you are really, really healthy. And I, I know I that because I've watched your Instagram stories of your cooking. My YouTube recipe. Yeah. If there's <laughs> girls out there that are trying to, um, I, it feels like to me that you crowded out or you crowded in a lot of the good to crowd out the bad. Yeah. Like it seems like you, you added your workouts, you added more healthy living into your life to crowd that out. So can you talk about what, what a healthy day consists of, totally. whether it's eating or your beauty routine? Like, what does that look like? So I think, you know, again, both companies being in, I think fitness and beauty kind of go hand in hand, hand in hand, just wellness overall. And I think you kind of, you know, for me, I struggled so much with eating. I think I thought I was eating healthy, but I was still bloated and my stomach, all these stomach issues, everything I ate made me sick. And I just was tired. And, you know, I think pee was really the one that opened my eyes to that of, why are you eating kale every day if it makes you bloated and makes you sick? Well, kale's good for me. I should eat it, right? Well, maybe it doesn't work well for you. And it was more about stop. There's so much information out there and, the, and it's great. And I love to listen to different podcasts and different experts and all these different fields, but it's, does that work for me in my lifestyle? Okay, maybe there's five minutes of that that I want to try out or a little bit of this. And really, you know, what works for someone may not work for you. And it's taking and, you know, I think especially with your body, it's having that awareness, having that self-awareness of this food makes me feel good. It doesn't make me feel good. Why am I eating this? What is the purpose of that food that, it, you know, it's supposed to is it supposed to give me energy? Is it this? Is it that? And I think when I tried to start learning how to eat healthy, I think so many people, when they think of healthy, it's bland, boring, gross food. And I found a way in the kitchen to create all this amazing flavor. You have to get specific. So I love cooking with turmeric and cumin and paprika and curry and lemon and olive oil and herbs and dill and cilantro. I don't cook with any salt. I don't use sauces. I don't use prepackaged food. I steam a lot of my vegetables. I roast a lot of my vegetables, but I'm using a lot of those herbs and spices again to warm it up and give it flavor without, you know, opening a jar, a jar of tomato sauce and pouring it on there. Or like postmating John and Vinny's pizza, right? Uh, I don't know if I can stop that. But you know what? Pete, Pete eats like that every once in a while, and that's totally okay for him because he, like, for instance, he can eat broccoli and cauliflower and Brussels sprouts. He has no problem. If I ate that, I would be on the floor. My stomach would look like I was four months pregnant and I'd be so sick. So I think it's different things work for different people. And you kind of have to go through this testing phase and figure that out. And I, once I, you know, kind of nailed that down, completely shifted. I did have more energy and, you know, different supplements that he's introduced me to. What's the couple that you love? We love, I never can pronounce it. What is it? Ashwagandha. Yes. Love I love that, that one, one too. Um, That's great for anxiety. I love that one. I take um, holy basil at nighttime for sleep. I think that helps magnesium, vitamin C, folic acid. What's your favorite magnesium brand? Oh my God. Mine's Calm, that Calm powder. Have you ever had that? Is it powder or you do the capsule? I do the, I, I just feel like I'm getting a treat at night with that Calm Oh, I got to try it then. I it's do a really capsule. Good. It's like liquid Xanax. Oh my God. Sometimes when Michael's being annoying, I'm like, you got to just take it. Here's some, here's some water <laughs> and like Rufium with magnesium. It works like a charm. I know. I mean, all of, all this natural stuff is, I think it's great. And people just, it, it is a little bit of a learning lesson. You know, you're not going to, take it the first time and maybe that doesn't work for you got to try another supplement but there's so many outside things that can help you it's consistency too consistency. right like and so skincare there we go skincare i 
like you, I invest a lot of my time and money into my skin, and that's super important to me. What are three products, keep it easy, your top three products you cannot live without? Top three products I cannot live without. Biologique P50 toner. Everyone says that, you guys. I need to like... You ha- I just switched my whole skincare to Everyone them. says that. Their whole line probably... Over the summer, Michael's my skin has never looked skin. better. Every single person that has come on our podcast has said that. And a lot of um, the like one of the most famous beauty podcasts, Breaking Beauty, said that, too. So I got to try it's that. Unbelievable. They're Biologique Recher. What's it like? Why is it so good? It just tightens your skin. So warning, when I first switched to it, my whole face broke out for a week. Yeah, but that's good because it's, it's all getting the everything out. I, I, there's just something about it. But their cleansers or moisturizers or serums. It's so for me, it works. Their um, moisturizer, Derma Purifante. Um, okay, that's the one I it's love. French, right? It's French. And then Valmont Prime Renewing Pack. It's a mask. I use it when I fly. I use it when my skin just needs like an instant moisture glow. I gave it to this one last night to put on, but I I love skincare. I mean, again, I've been a beauty junkie from the time that I was young. I had my, my Nana. Oh my God, what mascara should I buy? And all my mom's friends, what, what's the new BB cream? And I love testing and trying product. Like I refuse to go into Sephora now because I walk out with five bags. I'm going in for a beauty blender and an eyeliner and they can spot me and they corner me. And I just, I love it. It's so fun. I think hair care, skincare and makeup, it's just, you get to express yourself and it's emotional and you want to have fun in all those categories. Have you tricked Steven into doing face and hair routine? Yes. So what skincare products have you gotten him into? Is there anything specific? He uses what I use now, but he's not consistent. So I'll make him go get a facial with me. And then they, you know how they always, oh, buy this, buy this, buy this. And I look at You him. know why? Because you, you guys are both experts. And the benefit to me is that I get to sit down with a bunch of experts on this show, right? So, like, I'd have to be a fucking moron to not pick up something. But for most men, it becomes overwhelming because all of a sudden their wives or their girlfriends saying, try this, 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 that, or this facial routine. I'm doing that. And you switch all the time. And we zone out. It's too much. But if you just gave them, like two to three items and said, this is all you get. I did. That's what I tried this this time. Here's how I got tricked This is exactly what you do. How do you know? Because I know what I did. Okay, let's hear it. Okay. For Let's hear it. four years, I would stand in the mirror every morning and go, spray, spray, spray on my face, little mist. Ah, this feels so if you, if refreshing. That, no. And then I would pat my face and be like, oh, I feel so much less bloated. And then I put pimple cream on and be like, wow, my pimples gone overnight. And hold everything on, was on. like, like it this was is training false. like a two year old. You gotta be you, like very. If I heard you moan like that and talk about your pimples, I would not have. I do it this. all the time. You must. <laughs> no, 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 it no. must. I literally I'm do it every minute. You, well, the podcast. I wrote about it in my book. The way it happened is I was introduced to like use this on your face in the shower and then use this after the shower. Like it was that. So I was like, okay, that's easy because I'm already there. Yeah. And then like over now time, he has a 10 step routine. So he'll lot, have yeah. to add it, into it. Your skin looks amazing. Your hair looks Thank amazing. You. He Thank has you. baby Botox. Dr. Oh, Dennis in New York. I did it while that? we were recording. You should take pee there. Dr. Yeah. Dennis. Five units in his okay. forehead twice. Really yeah. proud of him. But you, it's consistency. So like pee, he'll do it for three days and he's like, oh, it's better. And I then he stops. He, I'm like, it, it actually doesn't work that This is that what way. you do with Pete. If he looked at it the Tell, same way he looks at his fitness routine, yes. he would do it. That's how I yes. look at it now. I'm like, okay, I can go back and look like an old, like, weathered saddle, like, a you know, that's been ridden through the desert for a year. Or I can just, like, 
do this. It's the same. It's the same way I look at fitness or eating positive reinforcement works too. Like, wow, your skin has never glowed like that. Like, I I do like I want an animated Disneyland. I had a dull look going on. Theatrical. And you're glowing now. You got you, you got the Use California hands, glow. Like, do movements. Just be as obnoxious as but I, possible. But I think it's consistency across all boards, whether it's skincare, hair care, fitness, food. You know, when you find what works for you and makes you feel good, you're just consistent. Like for me, I have a routine and it's probably nuts and it's my morning routine, but I it works get into for that. me. What's a successful morning for you? What's your <sighs> morning routine? Okay. So I wake up around four, four thirty, and I go out. I just got a new kitten. So he follows me and we have the cats playing and I get on my computer and I'm following up on anything that I may have missed, you know, from either company the day before I'm prepping for all my meetings. I always say, I think one of the best lessons that my dad has given me is don't go into a meeting. If you haven't read the information, you don't have notes and you're not prepared. It's a waste of time. Don't walk into a meeting and be hearing and downloading that information for the very first time. You need to absorb Make your notes so you can now spend that meeting going over next steps and how are you going to move forward. So I like to do that in the morning and just what do I have going on for the day? And I think, you know, between both companies, it can get crazy. So it's just prioritizing. Okay, what needs to be done today for Cuvée or what needs to be done for PVAL for today or what can I do tomorrow? What can I pass that off to someone else? And then it's probably around five. I eat breakfast. I like doing melon in the morning. So right now I'm obsessed with cantaloupe. So I do that. I drink juice shots. I love the like lemon ginger cayenne or the turmeric juice shots. Um, Now it's probably around six o'clock. I stream because P isn't up that early to work out with me. And thank God he is streaming. So I pick a workout. I do some streaming. And now it's probably around 7. And everyone from the office is starting to wake up and communicate with me and respond to my crazy emails at 4.30 in the morning. And then make coffee. And I'll do either a shake in the morning. I'm not a huge breakfast person. I don't like a massive breakfast. So I do something lighter. You actually don't even know this, but Stephen told me once, I'm like, your wife looks amazing. What is she doing? And he said, sometimes that you intermittent fast. And I think now that I'm thinking back, my friend Ingrid told me about it, but you also were a big, like you were a reason that I was like looking into intermittent fasting. I like it. I mean, I think people have gotten so used today of just so much food. I think people are so used to waking up and having this huge breakfast and this huge lunch. And for most girls that, I mean, especially for me and most girls that I've come in contact to at the gym, we're sitting all day at at day jobs. I mean, I'm sitting all day at my computer. I may be walking from my apartment to the office, but I'm not, you know, an athlete training. I don't need to consume that much food. And it just would slow me down and make me tired and not really feel great. So I'm not starving when I wake up in the morning. If I am, I go heavier, but I really, again, I think it's having that awareness and being in tune for your body and your body tells you what it wants. It tells you if it's hungry. It tells you if you have a headache, if something's wrong and it's figuring it, you know, really learning how to speak to it and giving it what it needs. I just did this meditation on Headspace called Mindful Eating, and it was like a whole series, and I swear to God... It changed the I way I can't get I into eat. meditation. P, P does it. He I can just put do 10 minutes in. a day. I'm not like, you know. Do I'm you not... meditate, Michael? I have the last 10 days in a row. And I do. I go in and out he of it. But, but you know what? Here's another. I've, I've talked to so many high performers at this point on, yeah. on this show when we go. And like 
consistently across the board they all do and so i I'll, i'm like a data-driven person right i look at like okay who's yeah. really performing at a high level and what are the reasons and like i said consistently like they practice meditation so for me i've made it a priority now to learn how to or to try to learn how to and, and figure out um how they implement in their life because when i see something like that and i see so much cons- and then we'll go back to consistency when i see consistently across the board people that are doing very well in life in their business and their personal life when they have that incorporated like there's got to be a reason to it, right? No, I can't get into it. I just can't Try zone the mindful out. You have, to, you have to crowd out the noise. I can't. That's it's, the hard thing. I can't. I just all day have so many ideas and I just get so excited. I'm like always just going. And I sometimes I'm like, I'm not going fast enough. We got to keep doing this. And then that's when I'm like, okay. And I think especially, you know, I think. You know why though? Because people think like, it, you know, if you if I were to tell you, hey, let's start this new workout together. And you're out of shape at the time. Yeah. That's, I'm not saying you are. You're not, you're not I was shape. back then. Yeah. But I was like, okay, but I expect you to learn this in like 10 days and be like a pro. You would they say there's no way. And I look at meditation the same way. Like it's one of those things. It's like a life's practice and you just got to, you got to consistently put in the time. But when people say, oh, yeah, I tried it and it didn't work. Cause that used to be me. I, I've said it on this show that didn't work. And now I've come back around and said, okay, wait a minute. It's like, it's a life's practice. You have to work at it. Once I realized that, that, that voice in my head saying, oh, oh, like you have to do this or you have to do this is core cortisol and cortisol is so bad for you and and basically adds weight to you Mm -hmm. is when I was like okay I have to get this under control first thing in the morning so when that switched in my brain when I was like wait waking up and being like I gotta go is just pure cortisol and adrenaline and it's so bad for you if you can just set the foundation of the day with that 10 minutes of calmness it, you start to be able to channel it throughout the day when you're feeling that rush. Because you're, I feel like you're a perfectionist like me. When well, it'll make you perform I, just, at a higher I level. Am. Yeah, I do. I like things. I mean, definitely, it's like weird. I get calm going through my emails and like checking things off. I, I'm a big list person. I think that's also helped me wind down at night because I used to be so in my head of I got to do this. I'm not going to remember it. So I literally have a notepad next to my bed and I'll write, okay, do this tomorrow. I'll follow up with this person or do that. And it's like when I can cross those things off, oof. It's like orgasmic. It it is. It feels so good. (laughs) But yeah, definitely perfectionist. You know, I think all day long, especially in, you know, startup world, I think it's about execution. I would rather take a mediocre idea with A plus level execution than the most next level genius idea with C execution. And it's about detail. And I think, you know, both brands are direct to consumer brands. And it's about being the customer. You have to become obsessed and truly be that customer. And, you know, checking the website, always signing up for email and just doing all these little things because you got to, you know, keep up with it. And you can't, yes, you should rely on other people to do it, but that also has to be a part in you. And I think it's, it's so rewarding having both these companies, but it's hard. I mean, do I love it every single day? Yeah. But at times am I like, Oh man, I'm fucking 26 years old. Like really? I don't want to scream. And like sometimes you, but, but then it all goes back to like, this is so amazing. Like, you know, with Cuvée, like, wow, the reviews, we've gotten so many reviews from all different women, all different hair types, different ethnicities of you've truly changed my hair. I used to, you know, chemically straighten my hair and now I never thought I could get my hair healthy again. My hair is amazing and so long and thick and 
that is so rewarding. And Pevolve, just the different transformations of, you know, people's body and what they're going through in their fitness journey and the confidence they're getting. And that is what is worth it every single day. That's what keeps me going every day to want to keep thinking and what can we do next and how can we keep evolving these companies and growing. And, you know, it's fun. It's fun to test different things. There's so many ideas. And, you know, let's test all of them. But then the data is going to talk to us and tell us, well, what is that consumer really looking for? What are they responding to? And and let, let's go with that and really give them what they're looking for. Let's talk about building teams because I've been to the – I don't know if it's the Kube office or the Pivolve offices or both. I've been. To- you were in the Pivolve office, but we just with the team. I met them. They're all adorable. They're and amazing. Uh, how do you guys? How did you guys have the foresight to build out such a strong team? Because your team is very strong. I've talked to different people in 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 your business, and and it's a strong team of people. It's amazing. I think you know it's finding people who believe in your why, in your purpose, and share that same passion and excitement as you do and they're out there they really do exist it's also networking you know I think within the girls you know we hired one girl and she had a friend or had a friend but it's you know two startups you can decide what kind of culture you want to create and create that environment and it I think it really stems from the top the top people and that's what you're gonna you know trickle down the, the ladder with. And if you, if I'm not excited every day about what I'm doing, then why should they be excited about what they're doing every single day? And it's, I think, I think collaboration, you know, I say a yes person is just as good as a no person. And I want to hear your opinion. I'm not right all the time. My ideas are crazy and some of them suck. So tell me why, or let's have a conversation about it. And that's where you really get to the magic and all coming in a room together and just, what do you think about this and how should we do that? And, and just being collaborative and listening to each other. It's, it, we've really built a special, a special team over there. It's badass. It is. What's a book, a podcast or a resource that you can recommend to our audience? A book, a podcast, a resource. So books, how I wind down, I kind of like like psychological thrillers. And I think that kind of like when I need to wind down, I like watching housewives or I like, like getting love. I need to like zone out and go disconnect. Yeah. And like that reality TV show or like the book about the wife's cousin's sister who slept with the husband and then killed the daughter. Like that does it for me. Podcasts. I love your guys' podcasts. I like mind body green podcasts. And I think also what I love about yours and it goes back to what I was saying, you know, you guys are so real. And I think especially in this day and age, some of it, all the information out there is just super kind of up in the clouds. And I think I call it facade. Yeah. And it's just, it's overly glamorized. It's not like, a word. <laughs> I don't, I don't want young girls out there. Like, look, it's fucking awesome to have a vision and a dream and see it come to life. But it's not all taking Instagram pictures and posing and this and that it's really hard work and it's exciting but you gotta you know it's not for everybody and you just gotta you know there's a whole nother side to it's it it's an important side to show like i would people were talking about we have dear media now this year but I, and we were talking about the move up here to la if people knew like the hours of, of lauren and i having to drive up 11 p.m at night till one in the morning oh, consistently yeah. week after week like i have a knee problem back problem because and you don't see you just see like the end result and i think it's really important for young entrepreneurs and creators to show 100 what that looks like well i'll give you two examples like cuvee my first order of all my products come and i i 
just recently moved into a warehouse. I kept all the product in my little office. That's where all the inventory was. We get a delivery. It's probably January, New York. It is 20 degrees outside and they just, the freight elevator's broken. They drop all these huge pallets on the side of the street and it's me and P sitting out there trying to cut open like all the boxes and put them in the elevator and bring it up freezing, shaking cold. And then with Pvolve when we first started, I mean, it was me and him filming videos with a little tripod that sucked and I was the editor. I taught myself how to edit videos and I was up till five in the morning trying to get all the videos edited before we launched. And I don't think you know, you see that side of it, but that's so fun. And I think when you can be involved in every little aspect growing it, that's truly how you know your business inside. And and those are the moments you remember more. Yeah. Like the Instagram feed is great and it's curated and it's fun. But I think what really gets me off about this podcast is that we do get to bring people on like you to showcase the actual struggles and it's in a more intimate way because it's in the, the audience's ear. That makes me feel really fulfilled that they can also see the other side. You know, Instagram story, I think, has been a better Because it wouldn't work in this medium. Instagram is like, I mean, how long can we see, you know, curated image after curated image? It starts to get old because you aren't seeing the the struggle and the behind the scenes. I believe one of the reasons that people love the Kardashians so much is because they've seen them evolve. Mm Mm-hmm. And obviously they weren't, they didn't start from nothing, but you did see them evolve. Yeah. They they took what they had and maybe that was gold and turned it into diamonds. <laughs> and watching that, that, that progression was really, really awesome. So I think that people need to show more of the struggle and show in, in the elevator, yeah. freezing your ass off. I would have made Michael carry it for being honest. <laughs> uh, where can everyone find you? Do you have a discount code for? Yes, we have discount code. You can find us. We are on our website, cuvetbeauty.com. We're on revolve.com. We're on dermstore.com, birchbox.com, um, and a lot of big, exciting things happening. So our code is for our hero product, our champagne spray, and the code is skinny20, and you can get it on cuvetbeauty.com. And this product is so amazing. It's a texturizing spray, but unlike the traditional salt spray, it does not have a lot of salt in it so it's not going to leave your hair crunchy or stiff or dried out and 20 percent off what's your instagram handle r katzman and then cuvee beauty thank you so much for coming on thank you for having us when i'm in new york next michael will too he won't wear his boots okay well you know we should do like a couple's trip and then we can like go skincare crazy do some workouts but then we can talk business and then you guys can like work out work out and zone out i'm so about that we'll bring chris dylan oh my god there we go i mean shit (laughs) thank you so much for coming on thank you for having me if you guys want to win cuvee beauty's champagne infused hair and body glow i'm obsessed it smells so good all you have to do is comment on my latest instagram and tell me your favorite part of this episode thank you guys so much for rating the podcast, reviewing it, and subscribing on iTunes. We appreciate each and every one of you, and we will see you on Tuesday.